Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. We're just some gals like drinking coffee and talking about true crime. Speaking of true crime, ladies, (gasps) have you heard of Chris Benoit? Um, so I know very little about Chris because it popped up in the calendar, the true crime calendar that I have, but I really don't know a lot about it. So I'm excited to hear about Chris Benoit. Yeah, um, I was a huge fan of wrestling growing up, um, and this is about the same time that he was, uh, <laughs> that he was, <laughs> this is about the same time that he was, um, his career had spanned. So like, I was very aware of him. And so it's... And I was also aware of what happened, um, but the WWE uh, made it hard to, like, find, like, they just kind of wiped him clean after this thing that happened. So, you just don't hear anything about him anymore. Like a cover-up. It's all a conspiracy. A little bit. It's more like they just don't want to be held accountable. So, uh, Christopher Michael Benoit was an incredible Canadian professional wrestler. He was considered to be one of the top five of all time by industry standards. His moves like the diving headbutt, the sharpshooter, and the crippler crossface were known across every company he worked for. World Championship Wrestling, Extreme Championship Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, which, uh, yeah, he wrestled under the name The Pegasus Kid. The Pegasus Kid. Japan, baby. Uh, and finally, the World Wrestling Federation, later known as the WWE because they lost their name to the World Wildlife Foundation in 2002. That I very much remember. Yes. <laughs> I was also one of those kids, surprisingly, that was like a girl super into wrestling. Dude, gymnastics? Sure we're gonna gymnastics and joshing around? It. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Stunts? We're, I feel like we're gonna geek out a lot. Yes. <laughs> this episode. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. I can't wait. Okay. So, uh, they had lost their name to the World Wildlife Foundation in 2002. This guy's career, it was absolutely ridiculous. His resume was impressive, to say the least, having held 32 championships in the 22 years of his career. Not to mention headlining multiple pay-per-view events and winning a Royal Rumble in 2004 as the number one contestant, being only one of two dudes to ever have done that. Okay. So, let me... Royal Rumble, real quick. Okay. Uh, A Royal Rumble is a match where about 30 different wrestlers aim at eliminating their competitors by tossing them over the top rope, and both feet have to land touching the floor. Wait. wait. What? Yeah, so they're in the ring, right? And it's... They... So the idea (laughs) is... Picture it. Okay, Yeah. So everyone gets released um, one by one, right? Until there's 30 people in there. I think it's every minute. Uh, Yeah, they time... So, so the winner of the event oh. is the last wrestler remaining after all the others have been eliminated. Okay, so, so they like release. so you have to throw them over the ring out, like towards the audience. Yes, because <gasps> oh. there's like the space outside of the ring, right? right? Where right. like you know you see people getting choke slammed in like tables. Usually there's a table. Yeah, table breaks. Yeah, something starts on fire. Or the commentators are like on the side there too, so it's like a safety space. But you just need to get them out of the ring and have both their feet on the ground. And there was like a couple times in Royal Rumbles where like you know people would play to like you know, screw over somebody else, and, like, they'd be, like, hanging off one of the ropes, and they'd, like, grab him and pull him down, and it's cheating, and so mm. it's a blast. 
So, um, they time out when each wrestler or team, so you can be like the Hardy Boys and be like two people and come in at once, uh, mm. enter into the match. So you start with one versus one and end up with a Royal Rumble that can mm. end up, like if no one's been eliminated, there can be 30 people in the ring. In the ring? Yeah. Holy So, cow. uh, you end up, um, in the number one spot, like Shawn Michaels was the other one that won this way and Chris Benoit, you literally have to fight your way through like... I don't know what's left of the 29 other people to be. So if you're one of the last ones in, you're in with the most amount of people wow. to, like, get to throw them over the ring and eliminate them. So huh. it's, like, it's incredible. And he's one, he was uh, in the number one spot, and then he ended up getting everybody out of the ring and being the one left, Chris Benoit. So, okay. Ridiculous. He's incredible. So why do we not hear about this guy? Why is it that the WWE, his longest contract, barely acknowledges his existence? Well, June 25th, 2007, police went into Benoit's home on a welfare check after Benoit missed the weekend house shows, telling WWE officials that his wife and son were vomiting due to food poisoning. When he failed to show up for the pay-per-viewers, they were informed that he was unable to compete due to a family emergency and he was replaced in the title match. Once inside the home, the officers discovered the bodies of Benoit, his wife Nancy Sullivan, and their seven-year-old son Daniel. Upon investigating, it was determined that Benoit had committed the murders. What? So, over a three-day period, Benoit had killed his wife and son before he hanged himself. His wife was bound before he suffocated her, and Benoit's son was drugged and likely unconscious before Benoit strangled him as well. Ugh. Benoit then committed suicide by hanging himself on his weight machine, and each victim was found with a Bible next to their body. Okay, I remember the I remember the weight machine thing, mm. and that was just like insane because it, he was such a powerful man that he had to think of a way that, like, you know, he might not have been successful had he just tried to do a regular old like put it up on the thing. Yeah, off. like Ooh. so he literally like, had his weights. Pulled up, he pulled himself forward, and then just kind of like let the weight go and oh my kick him, gosh. so that he knew that he would actually die. The I first can't time imagine, like I can't believe he didn't get like decapitated that way too. I mean, it was more of a wait. strangling the way that it comes up because okay. it just needed to be heavy enough too to like right. Lift. It's like yeah, to lift yeah. you. Um, I remember the Bible thing that was in that little thing was in my the true crime calendar write-up that there was a bible by each body yeah it's it's unfortunate and also um who has that many bibles anyway to they took them all from the <laughs> hotels that he went to he like he oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that, was he like a religious was he raised in a religious household or anything he really like the religion the religion thing like didn't come in anywhere else it was just Weird. the bibles were placed yeah. next to the thing um he mm. well, we'll get into a little bit more okay, so, okay, okay, no, okay. no 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 like i'm to, excited so, i'm excited so, to paint the picture a little bit better chris was not in good shape leading up to this event in 2003, Nancy filed for divorce from Benoit, citing the marriage as irrevocably broken and alleging cruel treatment. She reported that he would destroy furniture in their home. She later, unfortunately, dropped the suit, as well as the restraining order filed against him. After the death of his best friend and peer, Eddie Guerrero, in 2005, due to acute heart failure, he drove further into work and was getting progressively more and more violent with himself and his own family. Oh, man. Um, so this takes us back to the summer of 2007. Okay. 
Toxicology reports released on July 17th revealed that at their time of death, Nancy had three different drugs in her system, Xanax, hydrocodone, and hydromorphone, Ugh. all of which were found at the therapeutic levels, then levels rather than the toxic levels. Daniel, the seven-year-old son, was found to have Xanax in his system, which led the chief medical examiner to believe that he was sedated before he was murdered, citing that the evidence on the body, on the boy's body, showed that he was strangled utilizing the signature crossface maneuver that his father was so well known for. Oh, jeez. Oh, so, so the wife had all three in her system at a therapeutic level? Yeah, but so she was prescribed them. And then the son had Xanax, which he never had a prescription for, so that led them... It was her Xanax that he gave to the son to sedate him. Okay. So, him. but it wasn't anything like... Because sometimes it can be like, well, each dose was its its individual therapeutic mm-hmm. level, but combined would be more lethal? No, she Nothing was like just... Okay. Uh, it was definitely just what she would usually, usually have. Usually take, okay. Yeah. So that... So her having the, that wasn't really the big deal. It mm-hmm. was the son, the seven-year-old son having yeah. Xanax, which was just a lot to to think about. Like, that he also drugged him before, and it was like a three-day thing. So who knows what the house was like leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Benoit was found to have Xanax, 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 hydrocodone, <laughs> and an elevated level of testosterone caused by a synthetic form of hormone in his system. The chief medical examiner attributed the testosterone level to Benoit possibly being treated for deficiency. Oh. Um, there was no indication that there was any roid rage involved, which was something everyone seemed to be the most worried about um, when all this happened. It's important to know that prior to the murder-suicide, Benoit had been given illegal steroids not in compliance with WWE's talent wellness program in February 2006. Likely by WWE's talent wellness program. <laughs> I would just like to point out to everyone listening that Brenna is using air quotes. Because I'm so... <laughs> this talent... You guys, we're going to get into this talent okay. wellness program. Uh, okay. Because okay. right, talent wellness pro- air quotes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like So during the investigation into steroid abuse, it was revealed by other... that. It was revealed by other wrestlers that they had also been given steroids from the program that is built to protect them and be good for them. Jeez. So... Like, without their knowledge, they were given steroids? No, they knew. No, they knew. Like, it was, that's, they just didn't, they weren't, they were just going to, it was like a drug dealer. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not supposed to have these steroids, but they go to the doctor to get the steroids prescribed to them. So, on that note, by the way, in 2007, a countrywide investigation into a drug distribution company called Signature Pharmacy led to 10 WWE superstars getting suspended at once. What? So Signature Pharmacy was an online company that distributed steroids and HGH on prescriptions that were later discovered as having been falsified. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit's best friend, was a former Signature Pharmacy client, and so was Chris Benoit, oh. who also died shortly before the investigation. Oh, so no. former WWE superstar Crush, uh, who's also known as Brian Adams, had also passed away only a few months prior to being implemented with the scandal. And who the hell do you think was sending talent... To those doctors to get those prescriptions. The boss man. The talent wellness program. The talent wellness (laughs) program. Vince McMahon and the talent wellness program were sending them to this pharmacy saying, we can't give these to you, but if you go through this pharmacy, they can get you your stuff. Wow. So, after the double murder-suicide, former wrestler uh, Christopher Nowinski contacted Benoit's father, suggesting that years of trauma to his son's brain may have led to his actions. Hmm, you think? Yeah, yeah Chris's signature move was the flying headbutt, after all. The oh, my God. Jeez. 
Yeah. Flying head. <laughs> so chronic traumatic encephalopathy, CTE, is the term used to describe brain degeneration likely caused by, re by repeated head traumas. CTE is a diagnosis made only by autopsy, um, so they, can, they have to take the brain out. You have to already be dead for them to check the brain, because that's the only way that they can get a good picture of it. Uh -huh. um, so tests were conducted on Benoit's brain by Julian Bales, the head of neurosurgery at West Virginia University, and results showed that Benoit's brain was so severely damaged it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Oh. He was reported to have had an advanced form of de dementia, similar to brains of four retired NFL players who had suffered multiple concussions, sank into depression, and harmed themselves or others. Bales and his colleagues concluded that repeated concussions can lead to dementia, which can contribute to severe behavioral problems. Mm -hmm. Benoit's father suggests that the brain damage may have been the leading cause of the crime. May have been. Probably didn't help well, at all. And the whole CTE thing just wasn't really talked about. They were more concerned about the testosterone stuff. So that's what they did all of their tests on and what they were trying to find out. They were like, oh, testosterone! Like, because that was the biggest thing is like roid rage back then. Mm, right. They weren't really reporting about the CTE stuff because they weren't looking for it. They just mm. didn't think that they don't really take care of their assets. Like, they don't, they're, their talent is, they're not employees, they're independent contractors, so they're not protected mm -hmm. under, like, by the WWE at all, and the WWE is a monopoly, so it's not like you can just go somewhere else to wrestle right. for the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they treat them like entertainers, but not like athletes. Yes! Which they absolutely are. Totally. Yeah. Um, now, it goes without saying that he was a monster for what he did. He violently destroyed his family while his brain was rotting from the inside. There's a paper trail that shows the progression in his violence and delusion, but there were no systems in place to flag that behavior and investigate. They were more concerned about, like I said, steroids than they were about long-term damage that your body um, to your body that professional wrestling can do. Mm -hmm. um, so much for that talent wellness program. Yeah. So wrestlers... Air yeah, right? Stair quotes wellness Ugh. <laughs> so uh the wrestlers are independent contractors and are not taken care of a potential class action lawsuit hit the wwe in early 2015 led by three former wwe wrestlers russ mccullough um ryan sudoka and matt weiss unfortunately the lawsuit has just been stuck in the system and nothing's resulted from it um and nothing's resulted from it just yet most WWE wrestlers were not informed by the Organization of Health Consequences of Repeated Head Trauma. So until recently, these athletes were struggling to understand why they were suffering from anxiety, memory loss, and or depression, and had no idea. Because no one, like, sat down and was like, hey, this could happen to you yeah. if you do these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and that seems like such an obvious thing. Like, that's something you, the conversation you should have about stuff that you go into, especially so violent and, and you know, so taxing on your body and your mind. Right. There's no balance. That's exactly it. They don't, they, there's, there's a bunch of reports when I was researching this about how, um, sometimes the talent wellness program, like, uh, there's a wrestler, CM Punk, who, <laughs> they talk about this on the John Oliver episode where they had a whole segment on WWE, but CM Punk, he literally shit himself because they overflowed him with Z-Packs. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, they this. didn't mm -hmm. even, like... He, and it was like this whole thing about going to Europe, we're going to Europe, we're going to Europe, and he was so sick, because he had had a concussion and all this stuff, and they were like, they were like, um, well, just, uh, like, so do you not want to go to Europe? Like, kind of hanging it over 
his head. And so he was like, fine, I'll go. Like, you know, and he says himself, he's like, that was all me. Like, I shouldn't have. But, like, uh, he went, and then he was so sick, like, sick from having the concussion, but they were just, like, thinking that he had a flu, so they kept giving him Z-Packs, and well, then he not, just shit his pants. Wasn't there something like, the, the doctor to the physician was also kind of, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, you're sick, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, well, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're sick, right? And then there's so many other people that they do that to with all of those other, like, medications and stuff. Oh, and you're, you're just in a lot of pain, right? Here you go. Like, here's some pain, pain killers and somas and you know muscle relaxers and all that kind of stuff so that you can just get back out there and throw your body around without completely ignore mental health and wellness yeah it's like i was i actually uh i'm late to the game but i watched i started watching that athlete a documentary oh yeah and they were talking about like competing on broken toes broken backs like broken legs all kinds of shit and i'm like (laughs) i was there i get it yeah, and they make you feel they, they they make you feel bad when you don't yep. when you don't want to do it because your body is breaking. <laughs> like, right. So it just brings up a really good point about how the entertainment industry, like you kind of brought up earlier, they don't protect their talent. Really, they a lot of them don't. A lot of them, you know, there's no insurance because it's running off of a off of a deficit anyway. Most, right. most of the theaters and stuff. And, ever, and, and it's movies. that mentality of, like, there are a million people who want to do this. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to do that, that's fine. You can go home because someone else will do it for free. Right. It's right. fine. Not yeah. knowing the damage that you'd be doing. Like, we don't think about people like Brendan Fraser who got so hurt during one of the last Mummy movies that he doesn't act anymore. He's in that. He's in a new show. But part of the reason why you don't see Brendan Fraser around is because he got very hurt on set. And he also got sexually assaulted. That's a whole nother story. But he got he got sexually assaulted um, by like someone else in the industry, and then he got blacklisted. That's why you don't hear about Brendan Fraser. Like um, Uma Thurman was really hurt during uh, filming Kill Bill. There was this like car crash thing, and so she got super messed up because of that. Like these are just big famous actors that already have money. Like most of these wrestlers don't have they don't make enough to right. pay for this mm-hmm. stuff. You know. And they're doing so much damage to their body. He had the brain, Chris Benoit had the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. That's terrifying. And That's wasn't, awful. Wasn't, well, what was the name? Uh, I'm bad with names. The name of his friend that died. Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero was also his mentor, right? Wasn't that like... It was like his best friend. Mm-hmm. They, they'd been working together for so long. And I think Eddie was uh, was working for the WWF and like brought him over. And they had also worked together um, on a couple other contracts. Mm-hmm. So like they just always worked together. And I just know that that was like a catalyst. Oh, yeah. And it took his mental health over the edge, too. Yeah. So like not only was he flying headbutting into like the ring and stuff and... <laughs> And then not getting taken care of, and then being put on steroids, and also all these other things, like just being pumped full of so much stuff, and then left to deal with his own feelings. His best friend died, <laughs> yeah, of a dumb thing that happened in the, the because of like being given stuff from the talent wellness program. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's like, how do you, mm. how do you trust your employer when? But then they're also like the only thing that you have. Yeah, I know, like, there are some some programs now that are trying to come out where they try to help educate and protect 
you know, athletes, you know, mm-hmm. the performers, wrestlers, all that stuff so that they, you have the tools mm-hmm. so you know what the red flags are. But, like, why wasn't that a thing before? It just, it's really sad when, when these horrible things have to happen for programs like that to finally get taken seriously mm-hmm. because it is about balance, right? You have to be able to leave work at home, but if your boss isn't letting you leave work you know, or leave work in the ring or whatever and take it home with you, but your boss isn't allowing you to do that, and so you're right. bringing it everywhere. You you have no, like, off switch. You right. know, you're always in that constant state of, like, hyper-awareness or, you know, it's just awful to live in that, like, you're living in trauma. Your, your body is living in trauma all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and you, there's... It's like a joke. It's a it's a joke. The wellness, like the whole the whole idea of like self care and stuff. It's getting better now, but it's like Vince McMahon um, from WWE is like such a toxic human. And instead of just paying people better or giving them insurance or taking care of these wrestlers when they age out of the system, he does things like, "Ooh, you get to beat me up on camera." Like uh. like he like. He, like, tries to be like, I'm such a good boss. They get to hit me with a bedpan. Like, you also just pay pay them more. Like, take <laughs> care of them. Like, there's so many... There's a few wrestlers that, like... I think it was Rowdy Roddy Piper who, um... Like, the, he, you don't get your pension until, uh... You don't get your pension until you're, like, 67 or 65. Well, uh, and he was like, I'm not even gonna live that long. Yeah, he died before he got it. To, uh, yeah, yeah. Your body's not going to be able to go through that for that long. Mm-hmm. And some of them have to go back to the ring. Uh, like, when they're 40s. <laughs> I feel like they, they have to know that's what they're doing to their performers. They have to know. Like, your body's... We're putting your body through all this. Oh, but don't worry. When you're 65, you can get it. Ha, ah, they're not going to make it that long. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a Did big touch? scene. Sorry, we were talking about funerals. Did you Did you touch on the Chris Benoit funeral? The thing that happened? No, what happened at the funeral? I didn't see anything on that. Oh, 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 so this was, like, broadcast on the WWE because Vince McMahon did this big thing about him when he, before they knew what happened. Right. They were like, oh, my God, he died, and they did this huge, like, memorial all over, right? I'm yeah. not I'm not crazy. I'm pretty sure this happened. No, they, and they, I don't yeah. watch it. And then it. they were no like, um, <clears throat> he killed his own family and himself. And they were like, oh, take that shit off the air, take it off the air, take yeah. it off the air. And then it didn't, it was never seen. That's why, because you said earlier, like, they just don't fucking speak about they him. They just don't but speak But that was him. also a big mix-up, because they were like, oh, ah, we didn't know, we didn't know, we just knew he died. And so we went right into, like, oh, we're on TV, he died, we gotta be the first people to do it, because he's, you know, part of our group, so we gotta be the first one to do a big memorial, big memorial. Oh, God, he killed his whole family. Oh, sorry. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> but it's like, even, but, oh my gosh, the backpedal makes me really mad, because, yes, he was your employee. He did stuff. It's not. He did things. Yes, he did a terrible thing due to mental illness and stuff that happened that to him. your so, like, company that probably caused. caused. Exactly. Yeah. Talent, wellness, <laughs> program. <laughs> mm. Yeah, talent. Yeah, it's so it's it's that it's exactly that whole thing. And even there was something funny about how like Vince McMahon was actually supposed to be like uh, dead in the storyline of WWE's like thing. Like he was supposed to have died for some reason. And then then they found out about the murder, and they were like, "Oh shit!" And I think he had to go on and make like a statement about it. Like, uh, we didn't know about this, and he's supposed to be like dead, like quote unquote dead, or whatever. Which <laughs> uh-huh. I wish he. Just was like right, <laughs> he's please. such a god. He's, he's terrible. He's such disgusting. a shit. Like he's just a shit, and the, his his board's a shit, and it's just it's frustrating that people just aren't being taken care of. 
Like, I don't... Yeah, that's awful. I mean, I remember the John Oliver segment, because I think you showed it to us before, and just, like, the clips of him, because I I know, like, really nothing about this world, so it's... I've been learning a lot just Mm -hmm. from stuff you've been sharing. It's very interesting. He plays the villain in all of his stuff. Yeah, it's like you... It's always the the people you most expect. (laughs) Right? Like, when people tell you who they are, just believe them. Like, you know, that's kind of... Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy to hide in plain sight when that's who you are. Like... Yeah. You know... It's frustrating because I know that I know that in the entertainment industry, like everybody's kind of in most industries where your body is under any you know duress. There's there's just not there aren't. It's not always the first thing for an employer to go like, oh wait, because they don't look back or down. They just keep going forwards, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't look back and go like, oh these people are struggling. This is a problem. I should fix it. It's harder to like you know move it. I understand it's it's because we're lazy, but like these like there's so much talent that's being abused and schedules and lifestyles that are just being like straight up super abused so that's just something to for aj there's actually if you i'm pretty sure it's a wikipedia page right all of the wrestlers who have died oh yeah i'm just gonna sign that up because it's like a whole it's it's just scroll 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 there's there's a few um there's it's when you look at um the data compiled of, I think this is something that we could post on, like, our Instagram or something, because I've seen this as, like, a, presented as a graphic. It was put in, like, really good visual terms of just everybody in all the different entertainment, like, athletic industries and how wrestling, like, the the line graph, it just goes pew! It shoots straight up of, like, mm-hmm. the amount of professional wrestlers that just die, you know? Yeah. Or are in terrible shape or have, you know just their knees because I just imagine from like landing right like what was the what was the the weight that gymnasts you when you land it's like 60 pounds over like on your joints when you land or something I'm sure it's it's like some sort of crazy amount of your body that's why they have to invent invent things like the sting mat that goes on top of a crash mat Mm -hmm. just to help that like right through your fucking bones feeling when you hit the mat and you're like (laughs) everything's fine right (laughs) So it's, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. when you think about that, and then, like, with professional wrestlers, that's, like, their whole job is being able to take impact. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we have, we have friends in, in our lives that do wrestling, um, just for, as, you know, as a, they were, first were doing it as a job, but they were doing it as a gig or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, like, they just talk about how messed up they are just through rehearsal, because you have to, it's not an easy thing to mark, right? Like, yeah. No, you have to just go all out. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, we have a friend who, in training, you know, got hurt and doesn't really do it anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it is a really cool job. It's a really cool job. You get to come in with entrance music and you are wearing spandex or something stupid. Dude, it's like the best of what? Like, luchador, drag. Yes. (laughs) Everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Runway. Yes. Dope entrance. Improv. Because like most of these, most of these wrestler guys are so good. They, um, there was 
years ago, um, there was this guy that would tour along with, um, like, Monday Night Raw and, like, the WWE, like, SmackDown. He would tour with them, and then he would just host an improv show with those guys at, like, a bar in whatever city they're in. Oh, so fun. Because they're, they have to be good at, like, taking cues from each other, because you know the ending, but how you get there is, you know, just based off of what the audience feels good, right? Like, you can choreograph so much, but then there's a lot of, like, loosey-goosey, like, like, just you've worked together for so long, you know how to communicate type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's, like, improv, like you were saying, and drag, and, you know, you rehearse, <laughs> and working out football, like, wrestling, like, you know, Roman style, like, grappling, it's, it's insane, and then on top of that, you, there's writers, there's a narrative going on, mm-hmm. and it's, like, people... It's a soap opera. It's yeah. insane. It sounds like such a fun job. It's just you're literally putting your whole entire life in danger. Yeah. Well, I think of Glow, so, mm. you know, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I know a little bit about that because I watched the show, and then we had it here in Vegas. That, yes. That whole thing. I met one of the one of the girls I, that was my stage manager for a show. She had done that. Like, oh, she cool. was she worked on that show. And, like, that just seems so fun. You know, the hair and the makeup and the let's fight each other. Yeah. But we're friends in the end. Yeah, voices. Like, just voices. stupid. Yeah. You, there's literally, like, one of my favorite storylines. There's a couple of them. But one of my favorites was, like, this guy, Kane and Undertaker. They're brothers, right? Undertaker. Yes! The Undertaker is, like, oh, well-known because you'd hear, like, the, the, the bell toll. Be like, dong! And you know he's coming. And that's the other thing. is like, a wrestler comes in. You just hear the music. Like, if it's mm-hmm. still cold, the glass breaks. And you're like, here he comes! He doesn't give a fuck! He just screams, hell no! And, like, what? And, like, it's so fun. The audience... And the audience is, like, so into it. Like, like um, one of my favorite parts about the John Oliver thing is I don't follow wrestling more recently just because, like, I just can't. I can't. I The talent's incredible. I just can't support the company. It's hard. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's, like, there's um, this whole thing with, like, the audience. They will tell you if they don't like somebody. And they, like, were screaming no and, like, loser and go away and get off the, get off the ring, like, all that kind of stuff oh, to man. this guy that they were trying to push as, like, a hero, like, as, like, the next, <laughs> like, you know, The Rock or whatever. And so it's... The audience will tell them, like, that they don't like something. It's so interactive. It's craziness. Like, I just wish they took care of their assets better, that they just, they invested more into their people and less into trying to have a show in Saudi Arabia or, <laughs> because that happened. And, oh, yeah. Great. Vince McMahon was trying to do a show there and, like, a ton of the fans were like, no, what? No! <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, they're tied in with a bunch of stuff. I highly recommend checking out, like, the John Oliver segment on it because he'll show especially with, like, the CM Punk stuff, like, he shows a, a lot of, um, history, and he also talks about just the, re- some of the wrestlers, other wrestlers that just haven't been taken care of and aged out of the system. Yeah, um, I mean, I really enjoyed it as someone who really doesn't know a lot. I, I learned a lot just watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to know a lot going in, because he gives you everything you really need to know. Right? And it's incredible, like, just the stuff that people would do, like, mankind would jump off the, the, the they'd have the ring, in a cage, rage in a cage, and then he would jump off the top of the ring, like the fence, it's like a cage, and he'd jump off of it and land on a table, and god, people just see blood, and there used to be wrestlers back in the day that would cut 
themselves yep. to yeah. bleed because it was mm-hmm. cool looking. Or like oh. hide razor blades on their yeah. costumes. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, blood. Yeah, yeah. Spin oh, blood. Like here, bleeding for your art. Yeah, you know, literally. Yeah. Man, fake blood all the way, man. I've done that, but. <laughs> what would uh? What would your entrance like? Off the top of your head, like, what do you think your entrance music would be if like? Like if you if you could think like what would be the song you'd want to come in on like uh I think I'd want to come in <laughs> of course I'm like the weirdest um I would want to come in like to like tiptoe through the tulips or like a dragon force song that's just like shredding <laughs> and I just run in like there's no entrance there's no thing like I I'm already in before they like they have the light cue going <laughs> <laughs> I'm just screaming yeah yeah. Just no <laughs> outfit, naked. Yeah, no <laughs> naked. Just running in, screaming, glitter. Uh, yeah, head glittery. To toe. For we yeah. don't know why. Like she's yeah. always like oily. You can't catch her. <laughs> and if you do touch her, you get glitter all over you. So it's yep. just yeah. Oh no. It's a dream. Oh wow. That was just. I the... love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sharing it. Yeah, wearing nothing. Wearing nothing but oily glitter. Men know it. <laughs> Uh, I think I'd have to have, like, because they weren't, like, songs that existed. They always had, like, a custom song. Yes. I would definitely need some type of custom, like, you'd hear, like, something spooky. Like, it's either, like, an organ <laughs> or it's, like, ridiculous. Like, a caca! Like, oh, shit! The like, raven! Is the raven! Like, giant fucking <laughs> wings come up and I would be, like, and no, yes, exactly. I would be lowered down into the ring <laughs> And my signature move would be like pecking their eyes out. Or like, <laughs> just like I just hold them down and then just come up with a face full of blood and like walk away. Right. It'd be beautiful. And then I'd just be like, nevermore. No, okay. Nevermore. Goodbye. But always uh, like low like that. Nevermore. That's so funny. There it is. There she is. Dude, but but like on a very serious note, when I was a kid and I was watching this in real time, my wrestler name was Dice. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, like later on moved uh, moved to Sage. That Ooh, was my name, um. which also like this was the time of AOL Instant Messenger. So yes. of course I was like Dice on AOL. Oh, I was Queen yes. Sage eight eight eight. You can't see the hair flip, She's but it's happening. Her hair <laughs> across the street to uh, my friend Laura's house and we would watch it and we were really into um, Edge and his brother what were their names what was the uh, uh, and D-Generation X yeah and I the Hardy Boys Edge and yeah those guys Christian. Triple H Christian, Christian. there it and is Edge and oh, Triple H I had like a little them. doll of them oh my god it was so cool <laughs> Christian had cool pants if I can remember cool correctly. pants I think cool that's pants. what like sparked I mean, I was already in a theater because, like, my family, I came from a theater family, but where my gymnastics brain was like, oh, wait, I can do gymnastics, yes. and I can do ridiculous acting, and I can wear crazy costumes, so I think that's what made me, like, into wrestling. Also, you know, you had to be like, I'm cool, I know wrestling, because we're in, like, what, fifth grade at that time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, and I'm like, I'm cool, I watch Cats. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a really good like uh costume is if you showed up in like a full cat suit, like a like a cat's cat though, with like the headpiece, right? And the ears, the cowl. Yes. 
and we'll just call you the cat, and you just come in two jellicle cats, <laughs> and you just like fossy your way down to the ring. That's it. Just <laughs> claw, and then you just claw, claw them, claw the eyes out. Not an idea. Let's go for the eyes. You just you you scratch up the turnbuckle, the the corner, the turnbuckle, like you clean it. <laughs> oh my just god! Scratch like a scratching post. And I yeah. like. Stretch out in the middle of the ring and like she, do that paw thing. I was gonna say she gets in the ring, just pees and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leaves. leaves and everyone's like, "Wow, oh, incredible!" I come in wow. and you think it's glitter, but it's litter. <laughs> hey. 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 Litter, okay, okay, okay. You litter bug. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's pretty litter. Hashtag oh. not a sponsor. No, pretty, litter. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty litter. Um, cool. So, what are your guys's final sips? My final sip is, I mean, I'm just a big thing about mental health and the awareness of that. Like, that's such a thing that is thankfully now getting more, like, out in the open and people are more talking about it now. But, like, taking care of yourself and being aware of how your mind and your body works together and, like, taking that seriously, I'm such a huge advocate for that. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, my takeaway from this, too, because that's something that wasn't happening. There's no balance. There was no, like, care in any of that, you know. And I think that's my, my big te- takeaway is, you know, yoga is good for everyone. <laughs> Diamond Dallas, no, I'll, that'll be my final sip. Di- no, I'll tell you. Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> is an incredible wrestler who has become such a huge advocate for yoga. Awesome. And he's, he's like, because he's just like, it's the only thing that his body can do that allows him to continue having to have movement. <sighs> so he's a super, I highly recommend checking him out. You can find him like on anything. If you Google him right now or on Instagram or anything, he's super into yoga. He's I become this incredible mm. yogi. And yes. if you remember Diamond Dallas Page, which is like the goatee and the blonde hair, like it's, it's a funny visual to be like, oh, this big dude that used to wear like a denim vest like a torn denim vest and shit like okay yoga <laughs> is for everyone yes. denim vests and all Aww. okay mine would be similar to yours is like can we can we maybe take care of our entertainers and mm-hmm. realize that yes we might be doing it for show but we are usually getting hurt for real and doing a detriment to our body for real i think we talked about this in a previous episode mm-hmm. right we had like wait was that like a Am I dreaming this that we talked about injuries that we've had during shows and that kind of thing? And, oh, like, I don't think we did it on if we were recording. I, I think we were just talking about that, like what was like an injury on stage. Yeah, that, yeah. We, well, yeah. because so long Polo story. Was, okay, <laughs> it was, whatever. Long story short, we were just you know we have all at one point destroyed our bodies for mm-hmm. a show, usually for free, mm-hmm. and and that's totally the norm because if we don't want to do it, fuck it, somebody else will do it and they'll do yeah. it for free, and that's a really toxic thing that we need to get rid of because like if you can go to school for it you should get paid well to do it i paid Agreed. hundreds of that okay i didn't let's be where my parents did thank you mom and dad paid <laughs> thousands of dollars for me to go get a degree in this it makes no sense to me that someone's like but you'll but you'll just come do this for free right? exposure right yeah, yeah exposure we'll pay everyone else except for the performance yeah. And yeah. that happens all the time, right? Oh, that the whole crew is getting paid. Okay, I'm gonna go, I don't want to go on a whole tangent. We could do a whole other episode on this, but uh, take care of your performers. Yes. Please. Yes. Thank you. My final sip is fuck Vince McMahon and the also, talent wellness program. Fuck yeah. 
Vince McMahon Fuck. talent. He can Moon. he can come find me. Fuck Vince McMahon. Yeah, like, I don't give a I shit. Hope he finds me. That'd be so ridiculous if oh this, he's just like this random woman living somewhere on the West Coast. I'm going to find her. <laughs> Our podcast has reached that. I'm here for you guys today. Look out the door. It's Vince McMahon. He's here today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She hit him with a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for uh, giving me a chance to uh, talk about one of my favorite um, wrestlers and favorite topics. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. That was awesome. Cheers. Cheers. I have a tiny sip left in my coffee. Excellent. Yes. All right. Refills. Refills. Off to our refills. Thank you for listening to Morning Morning Murders. Morning Murders. (laughs) Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? You all set up? Yes. Okay. This is so exciting. We're all one microphone. Hey. Hey. Three girls, one mic. Three girls. Sorry, oh. Michael. We should use your full name. Michael. Three yes. girls, one Michael. Yes. <laughs> Three girls, one Michael. Ah, mm. uh, Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. Oh, hit. Let's try I'm sorry. <laughs> you got me. You got to look at me. Give me an eye. Because I was looking you. at her and she was looking down. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Guys. Everything got, changes we when we have one now. My brain doesn't work Right. Now that we're sitting in a triangle. Now that we're staring yeah. at each other. Power of three. One. <laughs> Where are the candles? Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm.